Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is the Whispering Woods podcast. This episode is all about Hawaii. Yes, it is. So today's episode, I have got sort of four portions. So first of all, we are going to a haunted house, a really well-known haunted house in Hawaii. Then we're going to cover um, some other areas of Hawaii. But I've got a kind of story that runs throughout uh, both of those pieces and then we will finish off with a fourth story okay yes exciting hawaii <laughs> right if you'd like to support the podcast you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash the whispering woods where you can listen to all of the episodes at free we're also doing now doing the listener stories as a separate episode that i'll just be doing on my own to give toby a bit of a break Right, are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. Hawaii is a paradise of stunning beaches, green landscapes and rich history. But also of dark and eerie ghost stories. Many spots and roads on the islands are haunted by restless spirits who linger there beyond death. And among all these chilling tales is the house in the Kaimuki neighbourhood of Honolulu. A home with an horrific past. The infamous Kaimuki house stands on the corner of Eighth and Harding on a base of two layers of lava rock. A place many fear 
as one of the most haunted on the island. The house looks normal from the outside, but what has happened within its walls is far from ordinary. For it's believed to be the home of a cashew. The name cashew means fire cart in ancient Japanese. This creature was known to feed on fresh human bodies in places where people dwelled. Legends say that these creatures were a kind of bake niku that hid among humans or materialised as stray cats. They walked on two legs and were bigger than most humans and they brought with them hellish fire when they appeared at night during storms or rain. Their true shapes were often exposed at funerals where they would steal corpses and take them to hell to torment. A cashew could either use a corpse as a marionette or just devour it and it usually preferred the second option. The Kaimuki house has seen many tenants and visitors over the years but none of them stayed for long. They all fled from the terrifying and violent events that had occurred there. The first story involves a young couple who moved into the house and their neighbours who heard loud thuds and crashes from their homes. They thought the couple were fighting and called the police. When the police arrived, the couple claimed that they were under attack by an invisible force. On August 13, 1942, the Honolulu Star Bulletin published an article that reported a spooky incident that they attributed to a kahuna's evil actions. Responding to a call at 1.25am, Police Sergeant Mosley Cummings and Patrolman Robert Anseth discovered a 10-year-old Hawaiian boy and his two sisters, aged 18 and 20, on their living room couch, screaming in terror. The mother was also screaming and waving tie leaves and sprinkling Hawaiian salt to scare away ghosts. The mother said that at 10pm, her 10-year-old son smelled a ghost in their Kaimuki house. The spirits, angry at being exposed, attacked him and then his two sisters, trying to choke them over and over. The officers could only stare in terror as the woman's three children were lifted, hit and thrown around the room by an invisible force. It's my husband's fault. He left me, the mother added. She said he had used an evil kahuna magic to curse them. After a fight that went on for more than an hour, the police gave up the troubled house to the spirit and took the woman to her sister's house for safety at around 3am. The local newspaper reported this shocking incident on its front page for several days in a row. A Halloween editorial from October 31st, 1972 tells a local ghost story about a call to Honolulu Police Department from a haunted house. The house's location is unclear, as no address was given, 
but it's believed to be the Kaimuki house. The call was made by three girls living together. They reported hearing weird sounds in the house, such as voices and footsteps. One of them felt something touching her arm, but nothing was there. They asked HPD to escort them to Papakolia, where one of the girls had another home. They got in their car, followed by an officer in his car, and drove along Wyali Avenue. Suddenly, the girl's car driver swerved into the Oasis Cafe parking lot, where there is now public storage. The officer's report stated that the girl in the middle of the front seat was struggling with an invisible force that was choking her. The officer tried to help her, but he felt a large, rough hand grab his arm and twist it. He ran back to his car and called for backup. He then moved the girl to his car and told her friends to follow him, but his car wouldn't start. When he put the girl back into her car, the other officer's car started without a problem. They drove a few yards and then the girl's car door opened and the same girl fell out onto the road. She was clawing at her neck as if something was choking her. The two officers couldn't pry her hands off. The Hawaiian sergeant entered the Oasis Cafe and returned with Hawaiian salt and water, which he sprinkled on everyone. Only then did things calm down. There are some rumours of murders that took place at the house but they're not verified by any official sources. One of the stories is that a Japanese immigrant killed his wife and two children, chopping up their bodies and buried them on the property. The police found the remains of the wife and son, but not the daughter. Another story is that a man discovered that his girlfriend had a secret wife, and he killed them both and himself in the house. It always kind of makes it seem more plausible when the police are called out to, to for a haunting, doesn't it? Yeah, well, like, they're not going to be able to do anything, I are know. they? Like, <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Like, tell them to freeze and get on the ground? Like. Well, yeah, yeah, but, it, you know, the police officer did go and get salt, which made me look into, why do, why do people use salt? I don't know. Right? Well, I did a bit of research, and apparently it's because salt is known to purify, okay? It can Mm. purify the environment and stuff like that. So people think it can also help purify... Make them taste better. (laughs) Purify evil. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. Uh, Yeah, you're probably going to need special salt, though, like... Well, I, I if it think, purifies stuff, they would make a version of purifying spirits. Well, you can get that. But I just use regular salt and I bless it myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you love my witchcraft, don't you? <laughs> right. Are you ready for the second story? Yes, I am. Iwa Beach is a town on the south shore of Oahu, Hawaii, where various kinds of spirits and paranormal phenomena are said to haunt the place. 
One of the alleged hauntings is a ghostly figure that appears in the Iwa Beach shopping complex, which was captured on video by a local resident in 2023. Another is a woman in white who wanders along the beach at night, looking for her lost lover who drowned in the ocean. This legend dates back to the 19th century, when Iwa Beach was a whaling port. A faceless man roams the streets and alleys, scaring anyone who crosses his path. He is said to be the victim of a brutal murder that took place in the 1980s. A young girl who died in a car accident on the Fort Weaver Road is another haunting. She sometimes hitchhikes with unsuspecting drivers and is known as the Iwa Beach Phantom. Finally, a group of night marchers, ancient Hawaiian warriors, march along the old Iwa Plantation railroad tracks, blowing conch shells and banging drums. They're believed to be the spirits of the fallen soldiers who fought in the Battle of Kipapa Gulch in 1795. Story 1 My first duty station was Naval Station Pearl Harbour. I know, a rough gig for a 19-year-old kid as a military police officer. I was there from 2004 to 2007 and bounced between bases. Near the end of my time, I got reassigned to the Naval Magazine in Iwa Beach and patrolled that base from early 2007 till I transferred in October. This base is comprised of the main magazine complex in Iwa itself, the old base at Barber's Point in Kapole, and another magazine complex in Nanukale. For my first couple of months, as my welcome aboard and as the newest, most junior guy at the NAVMAG precinct, I got the lucky experience of patrolling the main MAG area on the night shift, 10pm to 6am. This area is approximately 7,000 acres of pitch-dark ammo magazines spread throughout the woods, the only light being from your headlights and overhead. Once you make your way to the gate of the MAG area, I always had to park the truck, get out and walk to the gate, open it, drive through and then get back out and lock the gate behind me. I always had the most weirdest, creepiest feeling of being watched from the woods when I had to get out and open the gate. Mind you, to the left of the woods was an old abandoned base housing neighbourhood that closed down in the mid-1990s due to budget and was completely overgrown with vegetation. Because I worked the night shift, patrolling this large complex of row upon row of ammo magazines, intermixed with dense vegetation, was the scariest experience of my life. Normally, I would just haul ass from the complex gate down to the piers where the only lights were located and move all my vehicle mirrors so that they faced inward and there was no way I could look in them, for fear of seeing something behind me. I absolutely hated making my rounds, and those eight hours, from ten o'clock till six, was the most dreaded feeling while I was assigned to mag patrol. 
There were times that radios would play music in the little shacks used by the day workers on the pier, maybe left on by the workers when they left, that I would shut off, and when I made my way back an hour or so later, would be playing music again. Buildings that I would just speed past, because I swear to God that things were watching me from what was left of their windows. I never ever turned my lights off. Those poor patrol vehicles. I always had my interior lights on, my high beams, my alley lights and my takedowns on. I was a one-man light show spectacular. Some older DOD police would refuse to patrol the main mag complex because of stories passed down over the years. They never used their mirrors because the story of a white-dressed woman who wandered the complex and would appear in your rearview mirror at random times. Practice I quickly adopted, turning my mirrors inward before heading out on patrol. And with total seriousness, I told my supervisor every evening that I was assigned to mag patrol that if my vehicle ever broke down out there in those woods in the pitch darkness, all alone, with the only set of keys in and out, well, it was a pleasure working with him. Because I wasn't going to sit in the dark and wait for him to arrive. Read between those lines. This is just the main magazine complex. I have stories for the other two bases and stories about Pearl Harbor itself. Yeah, sounds like a lot of spirits over there. Yeah, they're condensing. Well, actually, when I was doing the research, Hawaii is replete with hauntings. There are so many hauntings. I love it. Hauntings. Hauntings. And also, what I'll do is put a link in the podcast notes because there is a story um, online from a really well-known Hawaiian storyteller, actually, and his name is Lepaka Kapanui, and he tells a story about um, a mall, and there is a ghostly figure in the mall, but I'm not going to ruin it, but... Um, mall. Yeah, more. In the mall. In the mall. Yeah. Well, they say mall. Yeah, but we're not American. What did I say? Mall. Mall. Did I? Yeah. I, was, I went American. <laughs> um, yes, but anyway, you're putting me off now. <laughs> I'll put a link to that to that video of him telling the story about this entity at the mall. <laughs> you know what I'm like with words. I'm the worst person with words. I put the wrong word in here. I pronounce it wrong. I'm awful. But but it's worth a um it's worth a watch. Okay, are you ready for the third story? Yes, I am. Pearl Harbor is a naval base on the island of Oahu, Hawaii, where more than two thousand three hundred Americans died in a surprise attack by Japan on December the seventh, nineteen forty one that plunged the United States into World War II. The attack also left behind a legacy of trauma, grief and mystery, as many people believe that the area is haunted by the spirits of those who died that day. One of the most visited and haunted places at Pearl Harbor is the USS Arizona Memorial, which sits over the sunken battleship that still contains the remains of more than 900 soldiers. 
many visitors and locals have claimed to witness unexplained phenomena that some believe are the spirits of those who perished during the attack. Some of these phenomena include hearing voices, footsteps and cries for help in the memorial and the nearby museum, seeing apparitions, shadows and orbs in the water and on the deck of the ship, feeling cold spots, touches and tugs on clothing or hair, smelling oil, smoke or gunpowder in the air and experiencing nausea, dizziness or sadness when near the memorial. Another haunted place at Pearl Harbor is the Pacific Air Force's headquarters, which was a barracks filled with sleeping soldiers when the attack began. The exterior of the building is still pocked with bullet holes from the Japanese planes that strafed and bombed the base. Some of the paranormal activity reported in the building include seeing ghostly figures, soldiers in uniform, walking or standing in the halls in the courtyard, hearing gunshots, explosions and screams in the night, finding objects moved, misplaced or thrown around and having electronic devices malfunction or turn on and off by themselves. Part 2 of the Soldier's Story I had been stationed in Hawaii for about six months at the time of this story. I was still pretty new, wasn't allowed on patrol yet, and was assigned sentry duty, standing at the gates all night long, checking ID cards. Join the Navy, they said. Be a police officer, they said. You mean mouth security. Anyways, part of Naval Station Pearl Harbor is the Commander Pacific Fleet Compound, and there is a gate that you turn into called Borchers Gate. It's named after a Marine Lance Corporal who was guarding the gate one night in the 90s and got ambushed at night and killed with his own firearm by some crazy local. His picture and a copy of his citation hang inside the guard shack. So here I am, probably close to midnight, watching Borchers Gate all alone. The gate is set back, maybe 150 feet from the street. It's not bad, but it's back enough where it's pretty dark beside the streetlight directly next to the shack itself. I'm standing there, zoning out, when I look over my right shoulder and see a car stopped at the light, getting ready to turn into my gate. Finally, a human being, after hours of nothing but the bugs to keep me company. When the light turns green, the car just drives forward. It's interesting. Maybe they realised they couldn't make a U-turn on military property and just kept going straight to turn around later. Whatever, now I'm bored again. About 20 minutes go by when I see a car coming down the street and stopping at the red light. It's the same car coming from the opposite direction. I know there are a bunch of streets this person could have U-turned at, So why did it take so long to finally see this car coming back in the opposite direction? The light turned green and she turned into the gate and stopped at the guard shack. I immediately recognised her as one of the officer's wives who lived on the compound. It's a small community up there and I stood at this gate a lot. I knew everyone. Anyways, she smiles and hands me her ID card. I give it back and she hands me two cups of hot coffee. 
but she looked around and asked me, Where's the other guy? Confused, I asked her what she meant, and she said that when she was at the light, getting ready to turn into the gate, she saw two guards, and when she noticed the time, she figured she would go get us a coffee to help keep us awake. I explained that I was the only person at the gate that night, and this lady swears that she saw me outside, and another guy was inside the shack. I took the coffee, let her go about her way, and was creeped out the rest of that shift. After talking with some folks who had been there a while, they told me not to worry. It was Corporal Borcher keeping an eye out for a fellow sentry, that he didn't want anyone else to get killed like he did, and that every time someone stood that post alone, they always had backup. That one's kind of nice. Yeah. Standing watch. Um, I'm not sure how I'd feel about it myself personally. If somebody was stood watch with me. But I guess if they've got your back, that's okay. Yeah. I just don't really want to see them. <laughs> As, only if it's like one of like family summit. Yeah. That's like guarding you or whatever. And that's cool. Yeah. I suppose it is like if you're in that kind of army type situation, you're all kind of family anyway. Mm. Right. Are you ready for the fourth? And final story, this one is completely different, but in Hawaii. Yes, I am. I was living in Hawaii, the big island, in the jungle. I was in a cabin at the back of a beautiful property. My friend, the owner, said there was a lava tube just into the jungle at the end of the drive. I went in search of it and encountered my first ever ghost. I was walking into the jungle and then became overwhelmed with a dizzy-like feeling and everything was blurred. I stopped and looked around and walked back out onto the drive. No more blur, but still kind of dizzy and had goosebumps. I turned back to look at where I was and there it was, a blurry spot in the jungle. For mental image, it was like the blur effect from the Predator movie. I kept rubbing my eyes and blinking, trying to figure out what the hell I was seeing. Then it came out of the jungle onto the drive, about seven to ten feet away, and took the form of a person's upper body, head, shoulders, arms, and down into a torso, no legs. It looked like a person wearing predator armour. I looked at it for about ten seconds, and then I ran away, down the driveway, and hung a right onto the road. I walked for about three miles, totally freaked out, and questioned my sanity. Up to that point, I was completely science-minded, and had never seen anything like that. There's a lot more, if people are interested. I would go into it. I just want to avoid a wall of text. Edit. After the experience, I was genuinely off and was wondering if I was going crazy. For about a week, I was just distant and visibly bothered. It came to a head when my friends, the owners of the property, asked me what was wrong. They thought I was on drugs, so I told them what I saw and they started laughing. 
and proceeded to explain that Hawaii is a pretty haunted place. And that sort of thing happens often. I continued living in the cabin and it was pretty much as haunted as it gets. I never saw the ghost again, but the cabin was plagued by creepy occurrences. Pretty much nightly, there were unexplained sounds from loud knocks and bangs on the exterior walls to the most genuinely creepy thing I've ever experienced aside from the actual encounter. Probably about five to six times, I was hanging out and heard someone coming up the stairs that led to the front door. The first time it happened, I thought it was my friend Larry from down the road. I stood up and walked to the door to greet him, but no one was there. I was totally creeped out. The next couple of times it happened, I did the same. I got up and opened the door to find no one. Then I decided to see what would happen if I didn't go to the door. The stairs led up to the front door and to a wraparound deck that led around the front of the cabin to a huge bay window that overlooked the property and all the fruit trees. I waited and didn't move. The footsteps came up the stairs and then started coming round to the front towards the bay window where I would sit at my table. I could hear and feel the footsteps coming around the deck, but as soon as they would get to the corner where a person would be visible from where I sat, they would stop and then there would be no one. Genuinely the creepiest stuff I've ever experienced. This all happened over the course of about five to six months. The footsteps were spread out over that period. I would have intensely vivid dreams of day-to-day life as seen from the point of a view of an ancient Hawaiian. Pretty normal and interesting, honestly. But then they would turn into absolute overwhelming terror when lava would start destroying everything, including people. I'd wake up sweating, breathing hard, and felt like I'd just escaped by waking up. This happened about five to six times. Nothing bad ever happened to me, and honestly, Hawaii was probably the most positively energetic place I've ever lived. It changed my life and perspective. I went from not believing at all in the supernatural to witnessing firsthand that there is something else going on in reality that we don't know anything about. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You haven't seen the original Predators, have you? No. Well, it came out in that game Fortnite one time, innit? Which made me obviously want to watch it, but I don't think I ever watched it. No, so I've got his skin in Fortnite. Okay. I um I rewatched it last week actually, funnily. Funnily I can't even say it. Funnily enough. My tongue gets twisted in my mouth. Seriously it does. But yeah, I rewatched it. And it's you know, it's not aged too well. It's okay. And also it has Apollo in it. You know uh, the Rocky films, you have seen those, haven't you? The Rocky films? Yeah. What the fighting one? Yeah. Yeah. The first one, when he fights Apollo Creed, um, Apollo Creed died, unfortunately, yesterday, which is very sad. Yeah. Um, but he was great. He was a great actor. Because um, the, the newer films are based on his on his son, aren't they? The Apollo films. They're good as well. I love it all. But the thing is, I get really carried away. Like, Molly comes up to watch them normally with me. Um, and I just start like, punching the air going, go on, yeah. have him. I've been watching all the, <laughs> the X-Men films for the past, like, two days. Have you? I've just been binging them a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be done sometimes, hasn't it? Yeah. I'm also watching Night Country, which is the new True Detective series, because I, I love it. I love it. It's brilliant. It's, all, it's like in, it's in Alaska. And they're in the, the season when they get hardly any daylight and it's all snowy. And I love it. Yeah. The thing is, I don't want to watch it too fast because then I've got nothing else to watch. Yeah, trust. You know when I it ate, gets like that? I hate doing... I hate, like, starting a new series to watch because you're watching it, in it, And then you're like, oh, I want to watch something else because I don't want to go for it too quickly and you're watching mm. something else and it's just, oh, this is boring me. I want to watch the series. Yeah. And then you end up watching it. Yeah. You binge it and then you overindulge and then you've got nothing left. Yeah. I usually just watch it again. Yeah. If, if it's good enough, I'll watch it again. Yeah. But I'll keep re-watching it and it's a bit boring now, isn't it? <laughs> like when George first came out of... Well, even when he was in hospital, that period, and then he came out and he couldn't get about properly because he couldn't walk properly and stuff like that. But he got right into... Shameless. Shameless, thank you, yeah, Toby. Because it, it, my brain went then, but the American Shameless, not the British one. And he would like watch it on repeat. Yeah. And um, I think he's out of that phase now. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching Shameless as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. But I haven't watched the English one because I just don't reckon it's as good as the American one, right. to be honest. But I did see some of it and it, it's like, good. Yeah. yeah, I watched like some of it, but it's just like, it's like kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just. I don't know. You liked it. But when you, like, it's when you first start on Summit, and you're like, yeah, well, that's, like, that's what it is. Because mm. everybody, if you were to, like, say shameless people, oh, yeah, like, the American one and that, like, I love the actors and that and that mm. one. It's just you're watching the same thing, but it's not the same actors. Yeah. I think, like, Rog watched, he loved the British one because he watched it when it came out, and I think the American one was out a few years later. Um, yeah, it's good. I quite enjoyed bits of it that, that I watched. I don't think Beth enjoys it though. This is George's girlfriend. <laughs> She's like, oh, she's again. 
Well, that's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed and we'll catch up with you again soon. We will indeed. We will catch up with you again on Thursday. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.